Hey there, it's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here today. Got a good email from someone saying, hey, you know, trading's become a bit of a grind for me and uh, can't seem to get out of my own way. And uh, I understand, you know, been there. There's times when nothing's working. Um, as it is, sometimes these emails come in, there's not a whole lot of information. So there's probably a few ways I could answer it. You know, is it the individual, is it the asset class, or is it the market in general? I'll start with the market, right? We're in unprecedented times. Uh, volatilities have increased several factor fold, right? So what was the vol, call it a number five units, well, now you could be trading at three, four, five, sometimes six times that now. So that means your position sizing is probably tiny, and that can really make you feel emasculated or like, what's the point? And I think that's a good, that's a good feeling. That's a good response to have because a lot of pros watch volatility kick out and they hit a circuit breaker and they stop trading. Some of these people have eight, nine figures in, in assets under management. But there's a point where you can't express your edge when the volatility kicks out the way it is. Now, you might see people who, you know, on the extreme example, you know, like the folks in Taleb's camp who are dealing with very, very far out of the money options that when events occur, such as they did with COVID-19, those options go from $0.10 cents to $100. And, you know, but all the other years in between, they're bleeding or dying a death of a million haircuts, paper cuts. So if it's the market, then you just have to grin and bear it and say, you know, in these times, it makes sense for me to sit on my hands because everything I do is like shoveling sand back into the tide only to have it come washing back up on the shore again. It's a good exercise, I suspect. Good for your back. But in, in terms of making returns and, and feeling self-actualized, I don't know that there's anything in it that is going to do anything other than maybe frustrate you. So the other thing you could do is try to make sure that you're looking at markets that have a, a defined trend and a direction and not you're trying to trade like the intraday trop, chop. That's not a system per se. And if you feel like you have to wait for volatilities to kind of collapse and you're not an options trader who knows how to do that with, you know, trading credit spreads or butterflies or condors or any other type of broken wing strategy, then you might just have to sit on your hands for a couple of weeks to let the vol collapse and mean revert. I don't want to say go back to normal because who knows what that is anymore. But if I say go back to normal, what I mean is mean revert to where the levels have been uh, more historically than they are recently. You know, if it's the asset class and it is commodities, you're probably looking at vols as well. The, you know, you know the, the exchanges ex uh, set up the margin values and the margins expand based on volatility. So some of those margins now might be beyond what it is that you can trade. 
we've already spoken about that, so I won't get back into it now. But you know, we I think we spoke about Comex Gold, the vol being like five thousand or more, and then you have to figure out what's the best way to express the risk in your portfolio. But that, you know, I realize in retrospect that might just be somebody having a gold bug moment and wanting to emotionally get into gold more than wanting to follow their rules where they know they have positive expected value and they know that they can express an edge. Make sure that you know what you're doing it for because the pros do. See, Mike, I don't care about going pro. I don't want to run other people's money. I go, perfect. I understand that. It's probably a good choice for you. At the end of the day, though, if you want to get the results that pros do, you still have to do what they do as it relates to trade selection, managing risk, entries, exits, protective stops, this and that. Whose money it is or the quality of the money is irrelevant in terms of the behavior. So I understand. Now, you might have some strong feelings based on other areas of your life, you know, if you try to assimilate things from a political perspective or not, um, about, you know, the global macroeconomy or not, you know, what is the world, the world's response to COVID-19 in terms of help, financial help to interested parties. And so if you try to say, you know, vote your pocketbook, you might find it very difficult to trade, you know, the markets by using that type of an ethos, all right? Um, sometimes the world unfolds in such a way that there's not a lot you can do about it. And, uh, you know, I was reading somewhere that despite the S&P's recovery, okay, it's been uh, – <laughs> there's still a, a, a pretty big number of – of them that are down rather substantially, like 25% or more from their 52-week high. So you might, you know, just consider the asset class, what's happening in the world, what the government's response to it is, how do you feel in the grand scheme of things? Because if you're not at the top of your game and COVID-19's got you down, I think that's understandable. You know, people have been sequestered at home. They're stir crazy. They're, they're, you know, they have cabin fever. Their individual rights have been kind of clipped at the wings in the, in the name of public safety and then their own personal safety. People have strong feelings about that. Um, it's, and, it, and under those circumstances, it's difficult to not let that leak into your trading. So any one of these things could be destabilizing or causing you to have duress or frustration. But this is where, you know, Peter Borish would talk about having the park bench day. Now, I would say go out to the park bench, but you can't go because they're closed and you're not allowed. So, uh, but you can find a place where you can get some solace and just think about stuff and observe. Take some notes. Look and see what's happening. And review your rules. Um, when markets expand, I'll say it again, and the volatilities expand, you know, it's hard to express an edge in the marketplace, right? So if you try to bull your way through it, you might be in your will. And that's a very tricky spot to trade from. The market isn't necessarily concerned with what it is that you want to do. And, uh, you know, if I haven't been there about a million times myself, just hit myself over the head with a hammer. Because there is a fine line, right? They say... 
winners never quit, quitters never win. My take is quitters have more equity in the account because they either put haircuts on their capital when they're in a drawdown or they sit on their hands and not let a, a month where they're down 5% become a month where they're down 15%. You know, and that, to me, there's a world of difference between those two numbers. And so taking a time out and sitting on your hands and just observing, reflecting, going back inward, watching the markets, you actually might uncover something that you can do to amend your rules that will work better. And in the meantime, you let the markets mean revert and kind of go back to normal, again, whatever that is, and put, so whereas when you come back into the market, you'll be in a much better spot emotionally and psychologically, and the market will be, you know, will have processed a lot more information about what the economic ramifications are or will be going forward for COVID-19, both in the U.S. and in the world. And that would be a good thing so that you have more surety, right? You have more data points, and that can help. So as long as you haven't blown up your cash and you rolled it all on, you know, red number seven, which I wouldn't recommend, and you still have your capital, you might be frustrated. But if you're still in business, you're still in business. And that's a good thing because a lot of folks blow up. They try to do, you know, the hero trade and uh, they pay for it very, very dearly. So give yourself at least one bit of credit that you're still here, you're still standing because that means a lot. You want to read about some of my literal Trials and Tribulations, you can get the free audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading. Just go to martinchronicle.com and get, get it for yourself. It's kind of like my response to give back to the community during these trying times, COVID-19. Thanks very much for listening. I'll see you next episode.